Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, May 20th, and this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I hope you are all feeling somewhat rested and refreshed after a later night last night. The Bruins, of course, beating the Washington Capitals in double overtime thanks to Craig Smith jumping on a loose puck behind the net that was misplayed by Capitals goaltender Ilya Samsonov. We'll get into all the Game 3 action here in a moment, but before we do... Let me remind you to please hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to whatever podcast feed you use, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. I use Pocket Casts, which is a great uh, app for Android phones. Um, If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you are an Apple user. If you are on Twitter, you can follow along at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're at Locked On Bruins. I've been posting uh, instant video game reaction after the playoff games uh, on both of those platforms. And you can also find me, my hockey tweets, dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren, uh, where I do the majority of my tweeting in game. If you hear any background noise, It's because um, we're still in lockdown here in Ontario and online learning continues and uh, my boys are up and around and uh, looking for snacks it looks like at the moment. I think that's everything by way of introduction. Let's get to last night's game where the Bruins, like I said, winners in double overtime, three straight games that this series has required extra time, of course, The Bruins lost 3-2 in overtime in Game 1. They won 4-3 in overtime in Game 2. And now 3-2 here in double overtime Sorry, in Game 3. The hero, like I mentioned, Craig Smith, who busted out his now famous Superman celebration after scoring on a wraparound against Ilya Samsonov. Just under six minutes into double overtime, Smith charged hard into the Washington zone, causing a bit of confusion behind the Capitals' net and allowing him to beat an indecisive Justin Schultz to the puck along the end wall, circle around the net, tuck it past Ilya Samsonov to send the Bruins to a 3-2 victory in Game 3 at TD Garden. It looked like perhaps Samsonov thought that Schultz was going to come and play the puck, so he just left it there, and Smith jumped on it, wrapped around into the back of the net. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said Smith is a high-energy guy. He's always going to work and try to play the right way. Good for him to get on a puck. We have a plan in place to try and play behind their defense. When the Bruins get away from it, they've had a bit of trouble, so they'll keep sending that message, and the message certainly got through. He said, you don't expect to get those, but if you keep playing behind their defense and force them to break pucks out, you'll get some breaks like that. He stayed on it. Good for him to have the recognition and to stuff it. The Bruins were very dominant in overtime. 
with a 17-5 shot advantage in the first overtime period. Uh, they were outshot 3-2 in double overtime, uh, but of course that one shot was all they needed to get the win here on the Capitals. Smith, for his part, he said he sensed a bit of confusion between Schultz and Samsonov as he circled into the Washington end after Kevin Miller had dumped it in. As he sped through the slot, he zeroed in on Schultz and made it a priority to at least get his stick on the puck. And then he did obviously much more than that as he got in behind Schultz, got to the front of the net, and beat a sliding Samsonov. He said he kind of jumped on it, see if he could create a bit of a turnover, and just enough time to get it in there. It was a great feeling. Anytime you can end one like that, I love winning, he said, but I hate waiting. It felt great. Uh, Smith, of course, has been a great addition to the Bruins, fitting in well on and off the ice. He signed a three-year deal back in October, and he finished the regular season with 13 goals, 19 assists in 54 games, and has played tremendous on the line with David Krejci and Taylor Hall. Get to Hall's tremendous goal here in a moment, but of Craig Smith, he said he tilts the ice with his wall play in his end, his speed through the neutral zone, and the ability to create turnovers in the offensive zone right away was something that caught his eye when they started playing together. One of his favorite things, Hall said, is to create offense off of turnovers and their breakouts, their D-to-Ds. Obviously, the goal tonight is a classic example of Smith putting pressure on a guy with his speed and his physicality, making a play for a goal afterwards. Probably one of the most well-liked guys I've ever played with as a teammate, Hall said, and he's really happy for him tonight, obviously. Hall, uh, of course, scored one of the nicest goals I've ever seen uh, a Bruin score in the playoffs. Uh, Smith recorded the assist on that one. Bruins were trailing 1-0 in the second period. Smith got a bouncing puck off a feed from Miller and dished a backhand no-look pass to Hall, who was cruising alone in the slot. He took the feed, spun around, and roofed a wrister in very tight on Samsonov to tie the game at 1-1 about midway through the second period. Hall said, you know... This line, they haven't been playing together for four or five years like the top line, but they can create turnovers, put pressure on other teams just by tilting the ice and playing in their end and constantly being on them. It's really hard to break out pucks in this league, and Craig Smith is one of the best at creating those turnovers. In terms of the move that Hall was able to pull off on Samsonov, he said he actually got help from Bruins goaltending coach Bob Essensa who was preaching some patience during a chat at Wednesday's morning skate. And it was a tip that Hall kept in mind as he thought about what to do in front of the Washington net. He said goalie coach Bob Essensa skated by him Wednesday morning at morning skate and made a comment on a shot he had in game two that he probably could have pulled around the goalie instead of shooting five hole quick. That was kind of on his mind as the day went on. There's times in games that you just want to get it on net quickly and surprise the goalies, but there's also times that you, if you can make a play around him, then that's what you can do as well. Started to get some confidence goal scoring wise since he's gotten there, Hall said, and it's probably a good example of that just to be able to, yeah, 
have the wherewithal to pull off that kind of move instead of just getting the puck off your stick as quick as possible. And uh, yeah, just an amazing goal that I personally have watched uh, many times uh, last night and this morning. So that line, very instrumental, obviously, in pulling off the win. It was also Brad Marchand on the power play who tied the game at 11.32 of the third period. Uh, Bergeron and McAvoy drawing the assists on that one. It kind of replicated uh, game two where Brad Marchand was earlier penalized, uh, this time for unsportsmanlike conduct against Brendan Dillon. The Capitals, you know, were able to take advantage of one of their power play opportunities this night, and you definitely don't want to give them anymore, but Marchand did. Uh, the Bruins were able to kill off the penalty, and then Marchand made up for it later in the game by scoring on the power play opportunity of their own to tie the game. So that was great to see. Uh, would really love the Bruins to stay out of the box. Giving a team like the Capitals five opportunities is certainly not ideal. Uh, the Bruins were finally able to make good on one of their opportunities. We'll get to the power play here in a moment with a, a mailbag question, but... Um, yeah, it was very frustrating earlier when they had a five on three, weren't able to capitalize, uh, but they were able to get it done when it mattered for sure. The shot leaders in this one for the Bruins, Patrice Bergeron with seven, David Pasternak actually with nine. He had a prime opportunity in overtime on a partial breakaway that was, uh, kind of violently interrupted by, uh, TJ Oshie. Uh, no penalty called on the play. Pasternak was banged up. Thankfully, he was able to get back. And and we'll also answer a Pasternak question coming up in the mailbag here in a moment. But before we get to all that, uh, just a quick word about Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. They have auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now a couple notes before we get into the mailbag. Tuka Rask, very solid in this one, uh, stopping 35 of 37 shots against for a 946 save percentage. He's up to 926 in the playoffs. He also showed some classic Tuca feistiness when Garnet Hathaway uh, charged into the crease, knocked his helmet off, and then Rask delivered a few blows with his blocker. Uh, great to see Tuca with that fire, and he has been playing very well. Another deflection that got by him in this one, as well as a... Ovechkin clapper on the power play to open the scoring uh, in the first period. 
Now let's jump to a couple mailbag questions here. It's been a, a few weeks since I did one of these and wanted to get some of your questions about the playoffs so far. Uh, I got a lot of questions about the fourth line and whether or not a change needs to be made uh, Made there. Excuse me. Uh, I believe one came in from Andrew, just you know why. Um, another one in my DMs from Griffin Delaney, who's always very uh, active, trying to uh, get some insight on the Bruins, offering his insight. Um, maybe another one or two, but do I think... Changes need to be made on the fourth line. Well, I would not be opposed to it, to be honest. I think uh, the fourth line of Corrali, Lazar, and Wagner has not been especially effective. Sean Corrali, a bottom of the Bruins at 5-on-5 five five with a 36.21 uh, Corsi percentage. He's been on the ice for 21 shot attempts for and 37 against um, I wouldn't mind seeing perhaps Trent Frederick coming in on the left side and Carson Kuhlman on the right side just to mix things up. I think Lazar has been pretty solid down the middle. Um, but yeah, I do think that the fourth line, people laud them for forechecking, for hitting. If they're getting a lot of hits, it means they don't have the puck. There was a, one point in overtime where uh, Riley, Miller, and the fourth line were out and they almost did score. Uh, which would have been wild to see the fourth line and the third D pair score in overtime. But I do believe that it might be worth shaking up at least part of that line. I thought Carson Kuhlman looked very good on the fourth line late in the season. Uh, and I wouldn't mind seeing him slot in for Chris Wagner. Um, perhaps Frederick in for Corrali as well. But I'd at least start on the right side and, and put Kuhlman in, in for Wagner. Another question came in from Todd Castleman at TLC04-2000. What are your feelings about Riley being placed on the power play? I think he needs to be there. and can't fathom why this hasn't happened. Uh, Riley indeed did not record any time on the power play last night. Actually, no, sorry. He had 14 seconds of power play time, as did Brandon Carlo. Traditionally, the Bruins have gone kind of four forwards and one defenseman on the power play, meaning uh, Riley is behind the likes of Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick when it comes to power play time. Would it be worth um, putting Riley or giving Riley some time on the power play in order to reduce Charlie McAvoy's overall ice time? Perhaps, but typically you want your best players out on the ice as much as possible. McAvoy recorded almost 34 minutes of ice time last night, almost five minutes on the power play, four and a half shorthanded. Uh, obviously, their best defenseman, you want them there as much as possible. But putting Riley out on the power play every so often to kind of balance that out a bit more, might not be the worst thing in the world, but again, like I said, uh, traditionally it's a five, sorry, four forward, one defenseman. A look, Bergeron, Krejci, Marchand, uh, Pasternak, all recording a lot of power play time, and rightfully so. And then on the second unit, you had, uh, you know, Smith, Coyle, Richie, Hall. Uh, I would like to see Taylor Hall get a little bit more power play time, uh, to be honest. Um, but on paper, at least, it's hard to argue against a first unit of Krejci, Bergeron, Martian, and Pasternak. Not overly effective. Perhaps they get a bit too cute out there. But 
on paper, like I said, that is probably their best uh, best bet on the power play of the first unit. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, I think, might be in line for some power play time as well. So there's definitely some options there. Mike Riley, very creative, shoot first defenseman. Uh, so yeah, on the second unit, I wouldn't mind seeing him there uh, and perhaps giving Charlie McAvoy an opportunity to recuperate in those situations. Not recuperate, but get some rest or get his legs under him because you do have options there on the blue line for sure. Last question comes from Ricky at Black Crown Arts. Do you think we're going to ever see the pasta that we are used to in this series or the playoffs at all? Now, Pasternak, yes, he hasn't scored in this series. He's got one goal here in the month of May. But I can't say that he's not active and creating opportunities. Like I said, he has nine. He had nine shots last night's game for the series in total. He has 19 shots through three games, almost averaging, well, exactly averaging 6.3 shots per game. So hard to, um, you know, argue with that kind of shot production at the very least. He leads the Bruins in uh, Corsi percentage when it comes to five-on-five play on the ice for 77 shot attempts for and 37 against. Now that's also a function of his... um, line mates of course but when it comes to individual uh shot attempts he leads the team with 23 at five on five six ahead of taylor hall if we click that to all situations he has uh 35 shot attempts next highest on the bruins is 26 and that's patrice bergeron so he's getting the puck towards the net he's getting the puck on net I think it's only a matter of time until he breaks out. Um, And, you know, that will obviously just be a bonus for the Bruins when he is able to find the back of the net. Two assists so far. Um, He did have three goals in 10 games last year for the Bruins in the playoffs. Nine goals in 24 games back in 2019. Um, I don't know if the injury or the off-season surgery that he had is catching up to him. Perhaps there's some fatigue there. I don't want to speculate about that, but he doesn't look quite like the Pasternak that we're used to, but if he continues to fire it on net with the same regularity that he has, again, it's only a matter of time until he does indeed get on the score sheet. And the fact that they're winning in this series and he hasn't scored yet, uh, only bodes well for um, you know their success moving forward. Thanks for sending in those questions. I always love hearing from you all and uh, seeing what's on your minds, and we'll hopefully do that again uh, next week. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB, regular season ongoing. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the Bruins continue their run to the Stanley Cup. Use promo code BETONLINE to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BETONLINE, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's move on to some news and notes from around the NHL. First, a couple um, 
housekeeping items about the Bruins. Optional practice today here on Thursday with Game 5 set for tomorrow night. Uh, 6.30 start again at TD Garden. Very cool to see some fans in the stands. And uh, the Mighty Quinn as the fan banner captain uh, after getting some good news yesterday in terms of his diagnosis. Rooting for you, Mighty Quinn. And uh, very cool to see the Bruins get the win with you in the building. Uh, happy birthday to Bruce Cassidy as well, the Ottawa native. How old is he today? Maybe we don't want to reveal his age, but coach is 56 today. Happy birthday to Bruce Cassidy, and uh, obviously nice to celebrate that big day after a win and not have to brood over uh, a loss. Uh, one other note, Tuka Rask, his victory last night was the 53rd postseason win of his career, tying Jerry Cheevers for most in NHL Bruins history. Like I said to Lauren Campbell yesterday, uh, the Bruins don't achieve the amount of success they have over the last number of years without Tuka Rask. And his next win, hopefully tomorrow night, will put him atop the Bruins playoff win leaders. He's already the regular season win leader. And number 40 will definitely be retired at some point. Now, what else is going on around the NHL? The North Division uh, playoffs finally got underway last night. The Jets pulling off the win over the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, The Carolina Hurricanes took a 2-0 lead over the Nashville Predators with a shutout win in that series. And uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, but Nazem Kadri in some hot water after a dirty hit in the uh, Avalanche win over the St. Louis Blues. He will most certainly be facing supplemental discipline. Probably won't affect the um, avalanche in this round, but if it's a lengthy suspension, it could uh, be detrimental moving forward. Tonight, uh, the Panthers-Lightning get back in action. Lightning with a 2-0 lead there. The Islanders and Penguins play again tonight. Their series is tied at 1. And uh, the Canadians and Maple Leafs get underway at 7.30 p.m., uh, followed by the Uh, Knights and the Wild. So a full slate of action tonight in the NHL. I should mention Nathan McKinnon got his first playoff hat-trick and uh, he led the team that I believe has a great shot at winning the Stanley Cup in the Colorado Avalanche. John Davidson returning to the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, as team president less than two weeks after he was let go by the New York Rangers in a similar position. Uh, So we'll see if the Blue Jackets can uh, get back on track after a down season. And the full order for the 2021 NHL Draft Lottery, which will take place on June 2nd, has been revealed. The order goes as such. Buffalo Sabres with the highest odds, 16.6%. Anaheim Ducks, Seattle Kraken will be uh, in the draft. They have the third best odds at 10.3%, tied with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, The Blue Jackets, 5, Red Wings, 6, Sharks, Kings, Canucks, Senators, Coyotes, who will forfeit their pick after uh, receiving sanctions for the draft combine uh, snafu a couple years ago. The Blackhawks, Flames, Flyers, Stars, and Rangers. So the Rangers, after winning the lottery last year, have only a 1% chance of winning this year. Uh, I should mention as well for that Islanders-Penguins game, Evgeny Malkin questionable. Uh, He's been pretty banged up this season. 
following a hit delivered by Jared Tenorti a couple months ago. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously, that is the series of most interest to us as if the Bruins are to advance, they will play the winner of that series. Anyways, that is it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. A very thrilling win last night. I know a lot of us were pretty tense there as the Bruins were dominating overtime, but thankfully they were able to pull it out. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, there's an optional practice today, so we won't get much insight into potential lineup changes. But if there's anything to be done, it would be uh, changing up the fourth line. I'd really like to see Carson Kuhlman come in for Chris Wagner at the very least. Uh, perhaps Frederick for Corrali is a bit much at this point, but something needs to change on that bottom line because they have not looked very good at all. But nevertheless, the Bruins have a 2-1 series lead heading into game four, which will take place tomorrow night. Tomorrow on the podcast, I'll be joined by a friend of the show, Mayor, uh, for this week in hockey, and uh, also give a a quick preview of the game. And uh, yeah, tonight... Watching some other hockey, want to get caught up on Handmaid's Tale, and yeah, just do some reading, and uh, oh yeah, my boys and I have been going through the Jurassic Park cinematic universe, and we are up to um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I just watched a couple months ago, probably the weakest of the bunch, but uh, it'll be fun to watch it with them, because there is some pretty wild dinosaur action in there. Other than that, uh, yeah, just uh, plugging away. Looking forward to tomorrow night's game. I hope you're all having a great week. Uh, Do take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Later.